Good morning. It's good to be with you as we draw to an end of our Advent uh, time together. Today's Thursday. We've got three more reflections to Christmas. We have today, in the way we do our schedule, we have today, tomorrow, and then Monday, which is Christmas morning. And so what I want to do these next three times together, uh, going into Christmas, is I just want to read an account of the Christmas story from three of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, I'm sorry, Matthew, Luke, and John have Christmas in their in their text, a version of the Christmas story. Mark does not. Mark starts off, Mark is fast moving. He's always going fast. So Mark doesn't actually have Christmas. He goes right to John the Baptist. But Matthew and Luke have Christmas and John does as well. So what I want to do the next three days is read um, each of their accounts of Christmas. And you're going to ask, well, Andy, why are there three different accounts? Um, and that's that's something we see across Scripture. We've talked about this before, is that, remember, every gospel writer is writing from their unique perspective. And so they tell the story from a little bit of a different perspective. Matthew is Jewish, so you're going to see a very Jewish influence. Um, Luke is Gentile, so very, very Jewish. And then John is just doing his own thing. Um, so every... That's why the gospel should be read together, because when you read each gospel perspective, you're going to see a full picture of who Jesus is. So if you want to know the Jewish interpretation of Jesus, the Jewishness of Jesus, Mark, Matthew is where you go. If you want to understand from a Gentile perspective, Luke's where you go. If you want to really understand from a Roman perspective, Mark's where you go. If you just really want to see the cosmic perspective of Jesus, it's John. So um, that's why we read the gospels in total. And that's why you see that each gospel writer will give a little bit of a different perspective or framing of the gospel stories. And so we'll see that with the gospels, with each one of these emphasizing a different part of who Jesus is. So um, that's why it's fun to read these perspectives together and to understand them. So I want to read, um, so we'll go John today, because John is my favorite. John is my favorite uh, of Christmas story. John today, Matthew tomorrow, and then I thought we would save Luke. Luke is the classic Christmas account. I thought we saved that for Christmas morning. So we'll, we'll do Luke's got Luke's reading on Christmas morning. So um, let's read John. We're going to read John chapter 1, 1 through um, 18. John 1, 1 through 18. Like This is my favorite uh, Christmas story, John 1, 1 through 18. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. Without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light to all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming to the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, or the will of flesh, or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, this is the one of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From the fullness we have received, grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. 
No one ever, has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who made him known. Okay. That's my favorite Christmas story. You're thinking, wait, there's no sheep or donkeys or Mary or Joseph or anything. That's right. Remember, I said John's doing his own thing. John writes later in his gospel that the purpose behind John's book was so that you may come to believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, and through that, through believing in him, you would come to have life. So John always frames everything in a bigger picture. And that's all about John's gospel, is this Christmas account feels cosmic. It feels bigger. It feels it feels huge because that's that's what the gospel is, y'all. That's what faith is. Faith is huge. That we, we, we sometimes, it's important. I think we Protestants sometimes lose the largeness of the gospel story because we can make it too individualistic. It's just about me and Jesus. And as much as conversion is an individual thing that everyone must come to God on their own terms and through the Holy Spirit themselves, as much as it is a personal relationship and a personal walk with God, we can forget the cosmic nature of all of this. So when Adam and Eve fell in Genesis 3, it wasn't just Adam and Eve that were affected individually, but that all of creation was affected because of their fall. Likewise, Jesus, as much as he came to save me and you, he came to redeem all of creation. And that's what I love about this, about this telling of the birth. It's cosmic. It's huge. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, that's such beautiful language. The word there, uh, for word there, is logos. If you ever heard the word logos bandied about in Christian language, that's why. That's the word that John is using there for word. And that word logos doesn't just mean word, pro printed or spoken word, but it means the very essence, the very nature of who God is. So in the beginning was God, was the second person of the Trinity. And the word was with God and the word was God. In other words, Jesus Christ is God himself. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That the very, the very God of creation, y'all. Go read Genesis 1 and 2. <laughs> the very God of creation. This God that spoke light into being. This God that speaks life into being even now. This God that is all-powerful and almighty and omnipotent. This God that is that is everything. This God who is holy and just and righteous. This God who is beyond our mind's ability to understand. This God who is bigger than our minds. It, it became flesh and dwelt among us. No one's ever seen God, verse 18 says. It is only, the, it is only God the Son who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. How do we know the Father? We look to the Son. Colossians 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word, it, it, that, that he, he is the visible image of the invisible God. Here we see the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We see that God came to us in Jesus Christ, and it's so much bigger, y'all. The Christian faith the Christian life is so much bigger than me or you. As personal as it is to me and you, it's bigger than us, y'all. That Jesus doesn't just want to save me and save you, which he does. He, let's be clear. He wants to save me and wants to save you. 
He wants to redeem everything, y'all. He wants to redeem everything. He wants to restore everything. He as the he comes to make his blessings known, far as the curse is found, far as the curse is found, as we sing in joy to the world. He wants to redeem everything, everything that has been affected by, corrupted by, destroyed by sin. He comes to make those blessings known. I love this Christmas account because it shows the vastness and the bigness and the beautiful glory of God. That he's in work in all things and he brings forth redemption and brings forth hope. And that creation is a cosmic story. Sin has cosmic effects. Sin corrupts all things. Sin perverts all things. Sin is present so much. But y'all, grace is so much bigger. <laughs> grace is so much bigger. Goodness gracious, y'all, as big as sin is, and as bad as sin is, and as awful as sin is, grace is so much bigger. God's love is so much bigger. We sometimes make the devil bigger than God, and he's not. He's not. Grace is bigger. It's cosmic in nature. It's universal. It's amazing. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Oh, goodness, y'all. The very essence and nature of God made known to us through a baby. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So understand today how much He loves you, how much He loves you individually and personally. But understand that He didn't just come to save you and to save me, but He came to redeem all affected by sin. He comes to make his blessings known or as the curse is found. That's the beauty of it.